Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Hi. Welcome back, everyone. Hi, William. Hi, Nikki. Hey. Hi. Superstar guest today. We're being a little serious today. We're being thoughtful. But we're still being, fun. But fun. Because they're so much fun. <laughs> y'all are so much fun, and y'all brought the shumps. So yes. Can't be too serious with the champagne. No, but we're talking, we're learning today. Yes. We're going deeper. They're taking and us deeper to into something that we can all benefit from because we have to all accept and love our brothers and right. sisters. I don't care exactly what right. color you are, how, what, I don't care. Right. And I was, and I know Libby was raised the same, and clearly you two were too. There was no racism and right. any of that ick in my family. Mm-hmm. Right. We just, my parents loved everybody, and so did we, mm-hmm. and that's just how we did it. So coming from that place, um, what you've gone through, Nikki, is traumatizing emotionally and psychologically, but also this is a very physical, this is a big deal. So you have had a complete sex change. Absolutely. I mean, it was only, it wasn't just traumatizing. It was also very strengthening and character building. And it, um, you know, what I like to say is thrival, right? You Mm -hmm. survive you, you not only survive in life, but you thrive. So it really, um, it, what, what is such a um, important thing to remember is that we are human. And when we can, we as transgender, and I say we, I want to, um, so my whole community really um, is, is so um, sort of left, left to the to the wayside and we've Mm -hmm. come a really long way Mm -hmm. from you know 1994 and um and just in the last five years has been huge (coughs) as far as um transgender rights and um and uh, even education but for me when i um really knew that i had to i couldn't exist in my body anymore there was only one solution and it Mm -hmm. was a medical intervention and just like someone else who was born with a birth defect Mm -hmm. um for me it was a birth defect and Mm -hmm. i felt it was um and i was um I had gotten into a marriage, uh, so in the mid '90s, I did the talk shows, and I was. It was. It really gave way to a, a space and a conversation that nobody had done before. My mother and I were the first parent and adolescent to go on national television and discuss being transgender. That's incredible with Sally Jesse Raphael, right? Sally Maury and <clears throat> Jerry Springer. Wow, you know. And as crazy as it was, he really, um, just like today, you know, he really did try to res- be respectful and create a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he had those opportunities, and it was before he was gray. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> went. It, it went downhill. For, Ever, yeah. for, uh, for like a decade, I was like, I wasn't on Jerry Springer. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. No. But in actuality, at that time, no one else was having that conversation, mm-hmm. and it gave me an opportunity to not not only know that I wasn't alone, but to show hundreds of thousands of other people that they weren't alone too. One of the things that's been really cool about that experience <laughs> is that people have come up to me um, who I wouldn't even know were transgender, and oh. said, "Because I saw you, I knew I could be me." And so that was a really validating, um, you know, uh, experience. I find you inspiring. 
Thank you. I find William inspiring. She, Nikki is, Nikki is very you. inspiring. I'm I mean, always this awed is by like, her, and she's my hero. And I'm so, so I'll say this is like my hero. cathartic <laughs> "I've arrived" moment because Neil Hamill's telling me I've arrived. <laughs> oh, I mean, please. listen, yeah. I was listening to Martha Turner on your show, uh-huh. and I thought, well, she really brought the accent. All right, I better bring <laughs> right, my girl. accent, honey, because <laughs> if I am not going to talk with an accent, I don't belong on this show. Oh yes, you do. Um, but <laughs> at any rate, I'm so it was it was um, I'd gone through this 11 year marriage and um, and he spent the time telling me I didn't need to do what I knew I needed to do for me. So mm-hmm. I got a divorce in 2007 and um, we were legally married and legally divorced um, in Wharton. Texas, which mm-hmm. is 60 miles south. The same judge that would later wait, 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 come wait, to wait, nullify wait, wait, another wait. marriage. Let's save it. We're going to build <laughs> up to that. Um, and so um, I knew at that moment that I needed to take care of me. And the surgery was what I needed, and it cost $23,000. Wow. And mm-hmm. I'd never had an operation of any kind. Um, so wow. I, you know, was like, whatever i stopped eating out i stopped doing anything yeah i put the 500 dollars down and i scheduled my date and it was nine months out and i um i spent the next nine months um you know saving up and preparing my my body Mm -hmm. um and i went to colorado um what what at the time was called the sex change capital of the world um, oh really? Right. There was even a show called Sex Change Capital of the World oh on God. Discovery Health. Okay. Um, they were filming when I had surgery. Oh whole, wow! I was like, I'm not going to be on it because at this time I valued my privacy. Right. And I really um, had learned to sort of uh, not need to be as open in order to accept myself. Mm-hmm. And that was a real journey to get there. But um, I had arrived, and so I didn't want to be exploited in any other way. So smart. Uh, and right. did you have to go through any of the psychological... It only took six talk shows. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I mean, having had Whoa. HIV in 1988 at one time, it, that precluded you from being able to have surgery. So for a very long time, I didn't think, because I was HIV positive, that I was even going to be able to have surgery. Because anything elective would have been considered a no-go. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Interesting. But... but it was 2008. That's because of blood. Right. right? Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> and so in 2008, I, it, um, the medical community had begun, you know, had transformed and began to accept um, trans patients. And actually, the um, surgeon who took over from like sort of the grandfather of, of um, gender reassignment surgery, Stanley Biber, her name is Dr. Um, Marcy Bowers, and she is not only a trans woman, but is also a surgeon who's performing these surgeries. And she's also probably the most well-renowned oh, surgeon, uh, no doubt, in the famous. community. Without, she's the, she is the um, Christian Dior of vaginas. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, you know, I heard Becca Case and Thrash talking about the haute couture. I yes. have the haute couture vagina. Got it. Love so. <laughs> Yes, and, I, and, and, and from a red-blooded male's perspective, uh, oh, let me Lord. just tell you that. Prepare your ears, you know, audience. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all the... <laughs> it's all that we're speaking of right now and some. <laughs> oh, 
Okay. We never said we were going to be honest and open. No, that's right. 100%. And that is is the million-dollar question. You know, one, that it straight, really is. That straight men want to know. What's it like? Uh-huh. Gay What's it women, like? The, oh, every, everybody wants to know. It looks just like a vagina. And okay. Well, look at look at look at look at fake breast. You know, oh, I see them every day all time. No, that's totally. Wait, 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 you know, wait, wait, wait. No, I'm, I'm talking no, about. No, 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 I'm talking no, no, about. I'm not even going to let you prepare view. that. No. I'm talking about physical view. You can't even compare what? that because that is a. a well, it's also it's also that's also a preference. A bre- a f- so the, the breast implants are something you add to your body. So there's right. not right. anything. But I think your point is like a natural breast has its flaws because well, it's natural you know, and like, but you know, whatever. But many but people like, prefer that. Many right, people prefer but that. And that's okay. Fake breasts are supposed to look you like know, beautiful, perfect. Boobs. And most yes. of them do. And, well, thankfully. And, I think my wife's vagina looks like the, the best vagina I've ever seen oh, in my God, life. Here we and go. there you go. And you heard it right here, folks. On- <laughs> You know, they're like, is it break yet? One thing that I would like to <laughs> no. one thing that I would like to touch on really quick with sure. uh, Nikki having the strength to go out and mm-hmm. you know schedule that schedule that surgery, get it done in nine months. Well, For everybody here that knows a transgender person, transgender people have this amazing fortitude that I can't even uh, you know that I've seen over and over again inside this beautiful community. So if you know a transgender man or a transgender woman. Just them living their lives is, you know, such a fortitude that most people can't even well, it's a real begin act to of, accept themselves. It's an act of courage, for world. sure. Oh, I think they're sure. very brave. So, very brave. So, but the thing is, is that the majority of transgender people cannot afford surgical mm-hmm, procedures exactly. like I had. Right. And, um, and so that is something that is um, life-changing. So for me, when I stood in front of myself in the mirror naked, there was a disconnect. But after I had surgery, my my the heavy load that weighed upon me that every time I went to the bathroom or looked in the mirror out of the shower, I felt um, disconnected from my own body. And there was shame in that existence. And it dissipated and disappeared after surgery. After you felt like what you looked like what you felt like exactly exactly when i when i right i mean it was just <clears throat> i can't even explain it it was just this real connection. yeah it's not like it's something i mean we all have things we don't like about our bodies but no, it's not it's that so much more than that right it's, it's so, like this is not what i feel like inside and right. i'm seeing it in, it's you know, like if you were born space. without your arm yeah you yeah. know you would feel you were missing it well, you know, or mm-hmm. if it was chopped off, right? You know, you would miss you would your feel arm. your yeah. yeah, right. And that's sort of the you know reverse way a transgender person feels. Yeah, uh, I created an organization called the Transgender National Alliance, where right. a five hundred one c three that operates and exists to employ and empower transgender people through name and gender marker changes and surgical procedures, because those, particularly a name and a gender marker, imagine when you board a plane or walk into a bar or buy cigarettes or anything that you do on a regular basis and you have to show your ID and it and it doesn't identify with what you exist as as or who you physically are it is the most um, challenging um, you begin to be denied access to places you begin to be denied employment and housing opportunities and that's the struggle that my community exists with Mm -hmm. particularly the transgender community of color 
Um, it is just so. That's just a double whammy. Well, especially right? when you especially talk about the trans. Texas. When you yeah. talk about, I'll tell the you, transgender community of color. One thing that you have to think about: this fact never escapes my mind. Transgender women of color are twelve hundred more, twelve hundred times more likely to be murdered than um, a victim of than violence. Me or you are. Oh, well, absolutely. and I would think suicide and other things. Although, weren't you almost Very. carjacked? Yes. I mean, that was that was frightening. Yeah. That was. That was frightening. Don't ever want to do that. Have to do no. that. Mm. No, thank you. No, no, no on you the know. happy subjects, marriage and. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, yeah. anyway, so, so I, because so really that was. That was the turning point for me, surgery. Yeah. And then um, I didn't create the organization until after. So let me just go on. The next ne- the next situation, <laughs> you know, was I was connected to my body. It was amazing. I suddenly w- was living the life that I knew I should be. And... I met this man in church. I was going to church. Um, Most of my life I had identified as Buddhist. But I had, you know, escaped this marriage. And I had done it because of the community I had developed in this um, Christian church. Mm -hmm. And one Sunday this man hit on me on the way out of church and asked me if I... Um, wanted to have lunch while well, I was saving for surgery, so I was hungry. You were like, yes. <laughs> I like, girls got to eat. All right. <laughs> sure. And we went and had lunch, and, um, you know, and that was Thomas Aragus. He was, at the time, a, um, a truck driver and a volunteer firefighter, and um, we connected, and during this time period, I was... Um, insistent that he live his dreams because I mean I always thought I was fabulous so I didn't imagine being married to a truck driver <laughs> sorry right no, okay. I appreciate all the truck drivers out Although, there y'all. Lauren and I think it's kind of glamorous that they get to, I go, did get to, drive they get to go around the country and they have like their whole bed and it's their like dogs. a mini house yeah, yeah. so she says like, all this and then she marries an artist well, so anyway <laughs> well, well we'll get to that, that right? Might be so our I'm retirement like, I'm like truck driver no <laughs> I was like what do you really want to be right. and he's like I want to be a firefighter and a police officer and I was like great go to school because I was working for a magazine. I worked for Outsmart Magazine, and then I started my own in Wharton and um, Wharton County Living. Okay. You know, live where you love, love where you live. Love that. So she made his dreams come true, and that's that transgender fortitude that I'm talking about. Right. Right. So he quit his job, and I paid his child support. So how long? Sorry, This was 2008. Okay. We we met and married. Okay. But how long had y'all been dating when you explained... Oh, that's such a good question. Thank you. Yeah, that's such a <laughs> right. No, that's important because this is even in my community. It's such a because he um, is a straight male hitting on a female. Absolutely, and I hadn't had lunch. surgery yet. Right, right. And so I said about two weeks in because we'd been talking on the phone and we'd had lunch and sure. dinner a few times, and we were about to start having sex. And I had already existed in a world where I knew the difference between when to tell them and when not to tell them. Right. And so I, um, and it was a long process for me, you know, I mean, it took me a couple of years and six talk shows to realize, you know, you always tell people up front Mm -hmm. and the most important thing you can do 
if you want to be respected and loved in a relationship is be honest. Sure. Mm-hmm. And part of being honest is revealing, you know, these secrets and deep, dark um, issues that you may deal with. So for me, I was like, well, I am. Um, I had to reveal that I was HIV positive as well yes. as transgender. And so I started mm-hmm. off with the HIV and that w- didn't bother him because he was educated through the fire service mm-hmm. yeah, about how to contract it. Right. That and makes so sense. he was accepting. So this was sort of our second our second week of dating and and he was fine with it. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I was born when I was born. They had doctors identified me as male. I was born with a birth certificate, a birth defect, birth certificate. Boy. <laughs> and, I, that. and that. <laughs> I was born with a birth defect. And he was like, um, okay. Because at this point, he'd seen me pretty much naked except for my panties. Yeah. So he knew that my body was something he was still attracted to and that I, as a person, was something that he, he was, was already starting to fall in love with you as a person. And this was just these were apparent minor, minor details at that point. So I was like, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's exactly was, what that's, that's exactly what, what genitalia is. You find you fall in love with the person, not their genitalia. Sure. Everybody and that's been in true love. Can that's say exactly that. what I said to him. I said. That I um, am, you know, he, that's what he responded to me. And I I was just like, I'm, it was amazing because I had already been married and divorced once and I thought that would be my only marriage and it was okay, but it was a struggle, Uh y'all. We don't even have time for all that. Sure. Okay. So (laughs) wait for the book. Um, Yes. And it, it was a, um, but to have an opportunity to be loved mm-hmm. by someone who, whose values I respected was a whole other level for me. And so we were together less than a year. I was already scheduled for surgery. Mm-hmm. So we got married sort of six months later. Um, we got married August 23rd, and I had surgery September 8th. So wow. I got married August. We got married August 23rd. He quit his job and started going to police academy the next week. And then a month later, even two weeks later, wasn't even a month, two weeks later, I'm in Colorado having surgery. And so I come back and have make love, right? So I had been raped as a child, so I really didn't have a choice about my first sexual encounter. Right. But now, in this whole biblical sense of my existence at the time, I really thought, this is the holy grail. Mm -hmm. I get to have make love to my husband Mm -hmm. for the first time and feel connected. And that's exactly what it felt like. It was so, um, you know, really self-connecting for me. And, um, yeah, so what then, an incredible story that is an yeah. incre- that that's this is incredible all really incredible it takes and, a turn so stay tuned oh. <laughs> okay well <laughs> yes do stay tuned it we're takes gonna, a couple of turns we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> yeah, come back in just a it? second right. and we're gonna talk more to william lloyd who is the very happy loving kind husband and brilliant artist absolutely of um nikki yes Stick around. We have more to come. Be right back.